and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. And I'm Anjuska. We were missionaries for seven years. Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. We deconstructed together and became exvangelical. And I became an agnostic. In August 2021, I had a powerful spiritual experience with Jesus. And now we are reconstructing kind of together. This is like a new season. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, we like, we're pretty hardcore, angry, <laughs> evangelical, criticizing it all. That was agnostic, totally done with it all. And then I'm a Christian again. <laughs> so I was kind of like the, I don't know if I should say this, but like the good one. Like you, you were, know. you were the good one because I was like, and you were like the backslidden wife, and I was like felt all virtuous for like. Yes, we're still a Christian. Giving you space, but I'm still a Christian. You're being unequally yoked and and good with it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, and then all of a sudden you had this experience with Jesus, which, by the way, you can listen to in the podcast. A ceiling takes root, and um, and just goes testimony. Um, will share. And then suddenly I was like, and then super all of a sudden, Christian. Do you like, now I feel like I'm the bad person. <laughs> like by contrast. So basically Honestly. we are podcasting through reconstruction together because one of our main first podcasts we had done. Yes. One of the first ones was called deconstructing together. Um, yes. and it was actually really helpful for us to talk it through mm -hmm. and actually a pretty popular podcast for people mm -hmm. to listen to because lots of people couples are on this journey mm -hmm. so now we're kind of doing a reconstructing one and somehow it's a lot harder it it's surprisingly you know what it's like it's like um reverse culture shock yes <laughs> like you think it's going to be really hard to move to a completely different culture a third world country whatever and be a missionary and it is but then you, you adapt to it, you learn the language, you figure out how to be in that country, and then you come back to your home country. Everybody's moved on, they're at a different place, your relationships are different, and then you're different. And then you have reverse culture shock, which often is worse than you culture shock. You didn't expect shock. it. You weren't, you're not expecting it. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like. And for us, we were Christians together before. Mm -hmm. So it should... It felt like it should be kind of easy to go back to that, mm -hmm. except we're not the same people no. <laughs> anymore. Our deconstruction journey has drastically changed us both. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, what the heck? Like, this is a lot harder mm -hmm. than just becoming agnostic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's less fun. Um. <laughs> that is true because you can't <laughs> criticize everything because suddenly I just feel love. <laughs> that is just way less fun. It's way less fun. It's like just we go love from love and peace, peace and good news to all men. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to have interesting conversations when you just want to love everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be angry and hash everybody out. Like, I just don't have the same anger. I don't have that anger mm -hmm. that I need to get out <laughs> mm -hmm. so yes and it's like but it, i still kind of do well yeah because so like i changed it was a very sudden experience with mm -hmm. jesus and it was extremely real and authentic but so quick mm -hmm. and you didn't even know what was going on no. for those few days until it was done and over with 
Mm-hmm. And then you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, it was so quick. And most people's experiences aren't actually usually like that. Like usually it's more of a slow progression. Like you slowly deconstruct over several years and then you reconstruct for several years. And I feel like that's more typical and mm-hmm. that's your journey. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that at all. Like that's great. But I had a very sudden um, deconstruction and a very sudden back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet my back to Jesus is not is not the back to religion that I, I had before. Yeah. Well, actually, um, that's not completely my story. Like, I had, I grew up in a very, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, very abusive home, very lonely. And I found Jesus as a teenager and really, like, all the things that you're experiencing now, a lot of them I was experiencing then. And it was extremely powerful. And there was one conference I went to especially where, in hindsight, I said maybe I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm not really sure, but it was really, really powerful. But that's a long time ago. And then it's almost kind of like I've become lukewarm, as the term goes. But also in this deconstruction journey, it's just like there's a lot of criticizing what I used to teach because I used to be so confident in my beliefs. And then I realized, wow, a lot of these beliefs were very hurtful. And so I'm mad at myself and I'm mad at the people that gave me these beliefs and I spent tens of thousands of dollars to learn these beliefs, to give them to other people and whatever. So that's kind of my journey. But I still, anyways, um, we're just at different places. Yeah. And, and we're not the same people. Yeah. So it does look different. Like for you, um, yes, you've been a Christian all these years, but you're, you're an intellectual. Yeah. And you just figure things out in your head mm-hmm. and some of it goes onto your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Or a lot of it. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I don't know. This is probably a nicer way to say that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nicer, <laughs> be nicer people. <laughs> <laughs> but whereas I'm like, I'm more emotional, mm-hmm. which I know in our culture, that's like a sign of weakness, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's mm-hmm. just a different personality and different yeah. strengths. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. So we're not experiencing it the same way. Yeah. And... So in some ways can be harder as we reconstruct for me to open up to you mm-hmm. about what I'm experiencing and learning and figuring out because you'll go to the more intellectual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I've done the intellectual aspect of it, the religious aspect of it. I was basically a Pharisee. <laughs> I know you're not supposed mm-hmm. to use that term nowadays, but like where I knew all the rules and I knew how to be a good religious person. But now... I don't give a crap really about those rules because now I'm focused on a relationship with Jesus, with Mm -hmm. a person, a relational relationship, not this deity and this, all these rules to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very different experience. Um, So yeah, it does make it more difficult between us to discuss some of these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're working on it. It's Mm -hmm. getting better. Yeah, I think, well, the thing the time I think of the most when you say that is when you were trying to express what had happened and and you had this tremendous experience with God during the night and then you went and talked with our previous and I guess kind of current pastor and 
you basically got saved like you just mm-hmm. you you met the lord you and and then you were like you, you were like hey let's talk something's happened and then you brought up um critical methods and you said there's a different way of reading the bible like narrative criticism and i was like cool let's talk about different <laughs> critical methods i took a whole class on this so you know we weren't at the same place at all um and i was like never mind i'm not talking <laughs> yeah and you shut down and like it, it was hurtful on both sides honestly but oh like i understand like that's something sensitive and fragile you don't want to just throw your pearls before swine so to speak like you you're don't... not a swine <laughs> oh <laughs> you don't want to take your precious experience <laughs> and dissect it. and have it dissected especially when it's fresh and raw yeah you want it you want somebody that can share it with you um yeah something that would be interesting to talk about is like yes there is a head and heart like but there's like a positive and a negative way yeah so that's what i think i'm struggling with a little bit or like because i am intellectual but also this is a separate issue i am stuck in my head more than my heart but it's like there's two different things like you can be intellectual but also be very engaged with your heart also be very engaged um so those are two different things i don't know if i'm really and being we need, clear we, we need people that are intellectuals yeah like we need that aspect you know we need people who can speak about the bible intellectually mm-hmm. um not just feelings but you can't only have intellectuals mm-hmm. we also need the heart mm-hmm. we need the connection with jesus that goes beyond the bible mm-hmm. and that can't be explained and dissected intellectually mm-hmm. um and my experience was so emotional really that that's kind of where i'm that's where i'm at and then that's that's where jesus connected with me um not in the intellectual which is where you're more at and we're different people mm-hmm. and that's okay uh we've we did this during our deconstruction phase where we had to get our support from other people mm-hmm. instead of from each other for some of these things. Yeah. Like we couldn't talk about certain subjects for quite a while mm-hmm. because it was too sore of a topic for you. If I talked about right. agnosticism and right. stuff that like that, like, ah, oh, stupid Jesus, stupid Bible. <laughs> uh, so I, I got help or support or from, from elsewhere. And you got help about your agnostic wife and being unequally yoked <laughs> from other people. And we're sort of back to that. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that we can't be each other's everything. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're not growing apart because we are slowly reestablishing that trust mm-hmm. to talk about each other. And also not just the trust, but like knowing how to talk to each other. Yes. Because... I'm still very sensitive to when people portray Jesus in an intellectual way or even as the God out there waiting for me. Like, I mean, we, I heard that from a pulpit recently and it tore me down, tore mm-hmm. me apart that like God is out there waiting for me basically. And like, what do you what mean by that? Like so unpersonal and so such an angry image of God. Mm. And I, I cannot like this is not the Jesus that I have gone to know and it just it just 
I just sobbed and sobbed. Like it, mm -hmm. it was just like, no, this is wrong. Like this is not. I forget where I was going with that. Yeah, but well, I think what you're saying is that the rules have changed, and we're trying to figure out where. Yes. Because before you kind of knew, like, okay, well, there's certain sensitive points you don't, you're not going to throw your agnosticism in my face, and I'm not going to throw Bible verses in your face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that reminds Good luck me of with this. That. <laughs> I have a hard time with that because everything reminds me of the Bible verse, but I try to be sensitive with that. But now it's like the rules are different for you. I think they're kind of similar for me because um, I'm changing slower, but we're trying to figure each other out. Yeah. And like bit. my faith journey is not piggybacked on yours anymore. Mm -hmm. My beliefs aren't piggybacked on yours anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a ton of reading, reading so many books, talking yeah. with different people right. and I'm establishing my own beliefs and I'm establishing my own faith journey and it's not yours. Mm -hmm. It's mine, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But that means that we won't necessarily agree on everything mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's the way it should be Yeah, it should for be. sure. But it, it changes dynamics again. Mm -hmm. The question I have, and this is just kind of me thinking out loud and us figuring it out, which is, that's the, what we do with our that's podcast. What we do. <laughs> um, like what was it about deconstruction that was so addictive and it felt it filled a need not only just like well we need, we got to figure these things out but also like it filled a need like there there was a almost like a chemical reaction or like you know i i'm feeling down i'm feeling lonely i'm feeling sad i'm feeling whatever open up my phone look at some deconstruction apps or de deconstruction memes and i would feel better like it kind of was filling a need in it my definitely, life. definitely feel the need. Like almost kind of replacing church and that sort of thing. And you know, interesting you say that because before my spiritual experience with Jesus, I got really disillusioned with the, the construction yeah. company. A uh, company. Company. <laughs> it's almost becoming a company. No kidding. The construction community. That the construction community, like, unless people heal their mm -hmm. trauma wound and their religious wounds it is the same as church they take the exact same mentality men mm -hmm. men mentality yeah, yeah mentality of church and bring it there there's still a lot of black and white thinking yeah there's still a lot of us versus them yeah there's still a lot of canceling people mm -hmm. that are too religious or <laughs> mm -hmm. infringe too much on the deconstruction company company sheesh <laughs> there's leaders that get idolized there's leaders there's materials that get sold yeah there's it's a business people that are vying for attention and are trying to eliminate carve out followers and yeah. eliminate followers and yeah it's it's another type of church you know like in church we can say oh atheist like new age has become its own business as well like as religion stuff like deconstruction is kind of like that mm -hmm. a little bit and we pride ourselves in it in like we have we know the truth about church like mm -hmm. we know all that's wrong because we have the inside scoop and we can lash it out we can use the swear words we can use the anger we can mm -hmm. get it out and in some ways that feels really good yeah because you're getting it out instead of keeping inside mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, there is something addictive about that. Yeah. Yeah, and this is something that uh, if people were around for the emergent movement in 2007, 2008, 2009, 
it was the same sort of thing. Like these things kind of keep happening over and over. Like a bunch of people Different get names. disillusioned by the church, and then there's kind of this grassroots. Everybody's kind of mad at the same time, but then people come along, and it kind of the emergent movement turned into this one organization led by Brian McLaren, and it kind of feels like that's happening again. But yeah, it and does, there's still some big names there associated some, with deconstruction. Yeah. I mean, like Rachel Held Evans is a little bit of one. Mm-hmm. Like she has really good books that, well, I guess it's not so much reconstruction. Maybe it's more saving your faith. Yeah. But kind of ties into that. And there's a whole bunch of other. Yeah. But it seems like there's like, like we thirst for holiness. We thirst for God. We thirst authenticity. for. But yes, but that's not what I'm going for. Like there's something that, like when I'm jogging, this is maybe a bad illustration because not everybody gets it but like if you try and jog to just the next telephone pole you're gonna get tired if you think like oh i'll just i'll just jog that far but if you think i'm going for a 5k run and and then you put on a podcast where you're not thinking about how far you're going your your mind is higher than thinking of the next thing getting your mind out of the day-to-day and into a bigger story enables you to do something that you couldn't otherwise do if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so like if we're just doing our day-to-day thing of like oh i'm gonna wake up at this hour i'm gonna go to work at this hour i'm gonna come back at this hour i'm gonna eat at that hour i'm gonna go to sleep and i'm gonna do it all again tomorrow you're gonna get pretty depressed pretty quick and unless you can get your head into a bigger story about and that's where religion comes in it's like well i'm part of a bigger story you know yeah i'm part of you know, faith and I worship God and this is my faith community and this is how we're changing the world. And then when you lose that, you're like, well, I'm part of deconstructing faith. I'm part of tearing down this system. I'm part of, you know, making the world a better place. Yeah. We, we all crave that. I think as humans, we all crave for something more than ourselves. There's got to be something more there than has ourselves to be. or else so it's just... Even calling like agnostic or atheist, like it's, a, it's still a reactionary term to religion but even within those terms you find people turn to something else like the divinity within you Mm -hmm. or you are a god or goddess Mm -hmm. or you are like or or the universe is you know like it or else they go towards atheism but then they're like the power of humanity and we're made of stardust and and they still need to get some sort of a bigger story yeah Yeah, just different names different names Yeah. yeah But what I'm having a hard time with is just letting go of that cynicism and letting go of that returning to anger all the time. Yeah. Because it's kind and of think, become my default yeah. over this past year and a half. And cynicism is, it covers anger. It covers hurt. That's probably true. Yeah. And there's, we've pushed back so much against this teaching of forgiveness because it's been abused and it's yeah. been taught wrong and it's been used by abusers to control people yeah but there is truth there that when you forgive and let go of things you can have peace and maybe maybe that's what i need i don't know i still struggle with the idea of forgiveness i mean it i don't have the answer for that and i'm okay with that but mm-hmm. it is a I I have this quote here I'm going to read actually about forgiveness. They reminded me of it. Um, Forgiving can be difficult. Some people have suffered wrongs that they are unable to forgive, at least completely in this life. 
We entrust such situations to God and the promise that his love will ultimately wipe away every tear. Mm -hmm. I really like that quote on forgiveness because it's like some wrongs are, we can't completely forgive in this life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in a way that's okay. Mm -hmm. We strive our best, but some things can't be completely forgiven. And we just, entrust that to God and his promise that his love will ultimately wipe away every tear you know like it so yeah like the the topic of forgiveness has been one that I've struggled with for years we've talked about it a lot you and I um and I still struggle with it because I'm not going back to forgiving 70 times 7 forgiving and forgetting like <laughs> I can't I am back I am back in the faith I'm a Christian again but for the first time I don't know but I'm not who I was mm -hmm. before deconstructing. My beliefs have changed and my, my worldview has changed. My entire worldview has changed. I'm yeah. not the same person. And so forgiveness to me still gets balanced with boundaries and with mental health and not just take a Bible out of a verse out of the Bible and be like, you have to forgive yeah, or you won't have peace, but you do need to come to some, place of peace with difficult issues yeah like whether you call it forgiveness is just like no i'm not gonna let this control me anymore i'm just gonna let i'm just gonna move on yeah i mean that's a version of forgiveness that i can get behind yeah it, maybe that's more the the problem with word forgiveness is it means so many things to yeah. so many people so it's just yeah. almost it's almost it's almost a word that we shouldn't use anymore because yeah. it just means everything but yeah. i've been very focused on my past, my trauma, my past, my pain, so I can deal with it, so I can find freedom from it. But then it's like, at a certain point, I, I think I've done enough work there, and I just just need to leave it in the past and move on. Um, there's not new insights that are going to come from examining narcissism and abuse in the past and memories and stuff like and that. And I feel like in some ways we can't completely heal our past. And there's still going to be triggers that come up, and there's still going to be stuff, but we just like the uh, the metaphor of turning my face like instead of my face being aimed backwards at the past turning it forwards towards the sun towards the sun with a u <laughs> <laughs> no with an o oh shoot o. i totally did it the wrong way <laughs> <He did it. laughs> i know how to spell <laughs> yeah the other thing that's hard and that's an ongoing journey is like you said like your beliefs have changed. You're back in the faith, you're back in the church, but your beliefs have changed. And mine have too. I'm, you know, I didn't leave the faith, but I did leave church and I did definitely re-examine and question everything. And I can't and believe evangelicalism. I left evangelicalism. <laughs> now I'm kind of back in evangelicalism because I realized Ish. that is my home. I yeah. mean, that is, we don't have to embrace and approve everything. And like, I kind of appreciate the flexibility of evangelicalism too. Right. Like, like, you it's a big umbrella. Term. It is a big umbrella. And you can believe what you want to believe. And the music is good. And <laughs> <laughs> but it depends on the church. <laughs> it depends on the church. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an ongoing question of how do you receive from people and fellowship with people when you disagree very fundamentally on some things? Yeah. Like, and what issues are big enough to divide you know like you don't want yeah. to divide i don't want to be divided but what issues are deal breakers yeah <laughs> and what like what's what's like there's so much 
I mean, obviously, um, people disagree over homosexuality. I would say people are homophobic. Other people would say that, you know, would phrase it differently. But also when people don't come to terms with racism and how much harm we have done and are doing to First Nations communities and to African Americans and all these terrible social things. Justice social stuff. justice. Yeah. And people just post like, oh, like uh, critical race theory is corrupting our youth. And it's just like, Ugh. but they still have a heart for Jesus, you know, and that's where I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Loving like it. Grace is wonderful when it's coming to me, but it's hard to give to other people. <laughs> <laughs> like It's a great concept when I'm getting it, but yes. it's hard to be like, you know what? I'm going to give you grace for that. Uh, because I, I see your heart and I understand your different, you know. Yeah. I think one thing that I, as I think about this whole thing of people and different beliefs and stuff, like when we're all online and we're all interacting by writing on social media and things yeah. like that, it's easy to only focus on those differences and judge that. Yeah. But then when you're with That's people right. in person, you realize we're just people. Mm -hmm. Like most of us are just trying our best and finding where we're comfortable or the belief our beliefs are based on our worldview or what we were taught or what we were in influenced by or what we read or, you know things mm -hmm. like that like it really helps to not forsake the assembly <laughs> and <laughs> okay. and to mistrust social media and realizing yes. that social media and the few stories have come out recently just how much facebook incentivizes people to post inflammatory comments yes. and then pushes that to the front. Like yes. I was bugged this morning. Somebody posted something racist basically, but it's like, I haven't seen anything he's posted for a year. Facebook yeah. has decided his family and his kids and whatever else he's been posting isn't important, but he, mm -hmm. they, Facebook knew to post that because I almost did comment. It would have started a huge thread. Facebook would have made a bunch of money off of us yeah. and realizing that, He's probably a great guy to sit down and talk with. In person. In and person. it wouldn't even be a big issue necessarily. Yeah. Not that it's not an issue that should change, but yeah. it wouldn't be like it as blatant as in social yeah. media. Because right now it feels like that's 90% of who he is, is yeah, that comment. exactly. And I feel like for me, as I am sliding back into my faith community, it's very, very important for me to make sure I have lots of time in person with people. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise that anger and cynicism just comes back. Mm -hmm. It's still like for 16 months I held on to that. And it's my pattern. Mm -hmm. And that has to change. But if I can be with people, then I realize the love and the acceptance and the like good people. Yeah. You know? And But when I slide off of that, then I judge. And I just yeah. slide back into my judging and cynicism and anger. So I know for myself, it's pretty important to emphasize that for right. me. Um, and for me, as a child that was basically emotionally neglected, I realize I have known this and I keep coming back to it, that I default to isolating. Yeah. When I feel afraid, I just take care of myself and I don't it need anybody and I just will hide in a corner and I just assume that everybody's mad at me all the time. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk to them. And then I actually talk to them in person and I realize... They're not mad at me. <laughs> I've literally had the same conversation with one of my pastor elder friends numerous times. Like, hey, it's been a long time. Just letting you know I'm not mad at you. And it's like, I know you're not mad at me. I'm not mad at you. Like, how's it going? <laughs> you know? We keep having this conversation because he knows my issues. Right. <laughs> um, 
but it's still hard to push back yeah, into community when we've been pushing against it. I've been pushing against it. Along those lines brings up the issue as we reconstruct, where do we fit in? Yeah. In terms of church, mm-hmm. because we're not the same people as we were. And you and I are not the same people as we were. We're not the same couple as we were in a lot of ways. No, we're still refiguring. So we need a place that we both feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And having five kids is pretty important that our kids are comfortable too. Yeah. So you're rejoining, like wanting to rejoin a community, but now we support LGBTQ. Yeah. And <clears throat> I see the oppression that the church has caused created for women. Yeah. And I do not believe one bit that women should not be in leadership. Like I, okay, you have to read The Making of Biblical Womanhood by Beth, Beth Barr, I think is her name. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Like she's a historian, she's doctorate or PhD. Like she really knows her stuff. And you read that and you're like mind blowing to realize how the culture influence how the Bible was translated, even with the King James Version, hmm. obviously with the King James Version, and gave it the patriarchal bend and forgot that women were a big part of Jesus' life and a big part of the early church. And those verses were misinterpreted and mistranslated and misused for power. And so now i mean that was one of our big issues the last couple weeks was working through what do we do when our faith community is in one place but we don't agree with some fundamental differences that they have with lgbtq and women roles yeah and how do you deal with that like how do we work with that where do you fit in as a family i mean i think that's a very real topic Mm -hmm to work through and I've talked to some others that are reconstructing now and that's one of the questions they've asked me too like how where do you fit in or one of them was like let me know what church you find (laughs) (laughs) they don't live here they live in another town but yes so do we pick a church based on you log online log on to their their beliefs online you're like yes I, I agree with these beliefs is that how you pick it or do you like okay maybe we don't believe with all the things these people believe but we actually go back and we have history with these and people. we like the people and we like the people so because like you can have a church that has all the right beliefs <clears throat> mm-hmm. but you don't connect yeah or you don't jive or you have to start all over and you don't have the energy to mm-hmm. or do you ter- pick a church that doesn't have all the right beliefs but you have community and connection with the people mm-hmm. you know it's it's tough i have cried many tears over this Mm -hmm. and something that i guess we'll probably have a podcast on soon is sacraments and how Mm -hmm. that was really powerful in your salvation experience yeah and we went to an anglican church for several years in quebec and we learned to really appreciate the liturgy and the sacraments and how meaningful it was but that's not evangelical that's churches not part of evangelical that. churches no uh, they emphasize other things but not the sacraments so really like there's no right or wrong answer yeah as with many things in life mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's gonna look different in different seasons of life as well i think mm-hmm. 
and you have to pick your pros and cons like you have to pick what you're willing to live with and what you're willing to let go what's more important to us and what's more important to you might look a little different than what's important to me and we somehow have to find our happy medium mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah and I mean I keep realizing that we can fall into black and white thinking you know like <laughs> everywhere we, all the time <laughs> criticize the evangelicals like oh you guys are black and white thinking and then you're like I won't go to any church that doesn't support LGBTQ. You know, it's like, well, that's kind of black and white too. You know? Yeah. And then you go to a church that doesn't support LGBTQ, but, or women in leadership, but the people that go to that church, several of them do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just on paper. They don't. So what or, do you do with that? Or you could end up going to a church that on paper supports these things, but the people in the pews don't, don't, or do they, we don't know. Yeah. You know, so... Again, not black and white. It's not black and white. Uh, welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what the I world think... is actually like. There isn't a perfect place. No. I think for me, personally, what matters more at this point in in time, and I wish everything could be perfect, obviously, but what matters more to me at this point in time is community, mm-hmm. is people. Like, I need people. I can't yeah. be isolated anymore. Yeah. I need people. So... Some churches would be starting over with people, and that's really hard. Yeah. And I need support system. So that is huge into where I'm going to attend Yeah. at this point. Because I need people. Yeah. And does that have to be a long-term commitment? No. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm not going to decide on the future at this point. But right now, at this moment, I need people. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationships, I think... I think as human beings, we need, we are relational beings and it's just a huge need that everyone has Mm -hmm. is to have people. Mm -hmm. So that influences where I want to go, but do I wish it could be different? Sure. Mm -hmm. I wish there could be more openness to LGBTQ and um, women being equal in every way, but we have to choose what we need the most at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway not to be so specific it's just been part of the reconstruction journey is where do we belong where do we fit i think i think both of us like we have an authentic connection to jesus and we have this spark and i mean it's very it's it's clearer and it's brighter for you right now but that's what i go to church for as well like i want i want to connect with god yeah so we need to focus on like what what sort of a church is going to facilitate that for us yeah and some of these other things i mean when do you ever really have a conversation about some of these things yeah like it doesn't really come up um oh i thought something i want to say all right (laughs) (laughs) um i want to say a very important thing about me going back to church has been giving myself the freedom to walk out Hmm. because I do not need to subject myself to something that will trigger me or that will anger me because it's the wrong view of God. I don't need to sit through a sermon that is false. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know how to say it. A sermon that isn't Jesus, Yeah. but is the old covenant. Yeah. I don't need to sit through that. I can't 
sit through that. So from the get-go of me going back to church, I told myself that I have the freedom to walk out. I'm not going to make a big scene out of it. I'm not going to stand up and be like, heretic, and walk out with all my five kids in tow. <laughs> and your wife and your husband falling behind you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna do that and probably people that attend the same church as i'm attending may not have noticed but i have walked out of two or three sermons so far and i'm proud of myself for doing that yeah. and, and i think everybody should have the ability to do that for context there's different people that that speak so it's not as though yeah anyways it, it just, yeah, it's not all the same speakers it's not the same speaker that would and it's not necessarily the speakers, it's the, the topic. The topic, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a huge thing to keep in mind, that it's okay yeah. to walk out. You don't have to sit through something that you can't agree with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, that's been extremely freeing mm-hmm. to be like, I don't have to sit here feeling my rage <laughs> ramp up and up and up and up for half an hour. I can walk out. Yeah. And keep my connection to Jesus. <laughs> Good. And that's something as you as you talk, I realize there's a sermon I should have walked out on because then I was really struggling with it for several, yeah, for most of the week actually, exactly because it was on about forgiveness and how we got to forgive and blah blah. It's an old covenant forgiveness. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but then that that starts the cycle in my mind that's spinning over. Yeah. You know, old trauma and yeah. stuff like that. And, and then I had someone tell me who I've been talking to about walking out sometimes. And she's like, you're an inspiration to me. I need to do that sometimes. <laughs> 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 and it's like, why not? Yeah. Why not? We protect our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes that's walking out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a big part of my going back to church. I don't have to agree with everything. I'm choosing to go. Because that is where I feel like I fit and I get the support that I need. But we have freedom. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that wraps up really well our reconstruction journey to this point. To this point. Yes. <laughs> it's an ongoing process. Yeah. It's, it's, there is no rule book. Nope. Somebody will write a book about this and it'll be wrong. Done. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be highly specific and only apply to. It'll one be person. black and white. It'll be black and white. Yeah, it'll be the is... Bible of the Reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> there is no no one way to do this. No. Um, focus on what's important. Focus on relationships. Focus on Jesus. And respecting one another's journeys. Yeah. And where one another are at. Yep. And trying to believe the best in in everybody. Yep. People in church, people out of church, believe the best. Yeah. Hey, can I do a little plug-in at the end? Yep. So I was interviewed on a podcast called The Modesty Files back in May. So this is before I had the spiritual experience with Jesus. But it focused a lot on our mission experience from my perspective. So I just wanted to put a little plug in here that if you guys like to hear our stories and stuff about us, you can go to The Modesty File podcast and listen to the podcast that was released um, a week ago, so mid-November. And it says Anjuska in the title. So there it is. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.